You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. We're back again, together again in person. <sighs> yep. Not that anyone knows, but you've been swanning around in the desert at the country club for the mm. past kind of week. Mm. I mean, everyone, anyone who follows me on Instagram knows, obviously. Right. Just, you know, it's so good to be back, you know, like with real people. <laughs> you know, like yeah. down to earth, salt of the earth people, mm. you know? Yeah, poor people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was the poorest person at the country club for sure. So, we're in episode nine. I know. It's a good episode. I enjoyed this one. This was a good episode. Really, really, some talented gals left. This came out on Thanksgiving Day. It did. I was, after I'd done a little run in the, not a run, a walk in the morning, you'd done your run. You're gloating right now by wearing your turkey trot t-shirt. I mean, I haven't said anything on this platform about it since I did it. I did run 10k. Well done. Does anybody care that we're going to be at the highest point in Greece? Seriously. Was it easier than last year? Much easier than last year. I guess you knew what it was. I, I had much more of an idea of how much further I had to go. Yeah. And I did laugh at the beginning as I started thinking about you last year <laughs> doing that extra two miles on top of it. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I did a, a two mile walk. <laughs> Lovely. At seven in the morning at the country club uh, with lots of other people. I just talked with someone, an older gal about uh, a company going public mm -hmm. that came up in conversations we're walking around the golf course does anybody care but by the time it got to 1 p.m i was really refreshing the wow presents <laughs> link to try and watch this episode okay so we're on episode nine yeah ultimate this one is called dragiator's roast we're gonna get into the theming of this roast later in well, I mean, actually, we don't need to because it's pointless and there is none. But strong hey, theme. still fun. Very strong. <laughs> also, I, I was like, wait a minute. Are we going to, is it going to be Russell Crowe Gladiator? Is I really <laughs> genuinely didn't know which way it was going to go. Right. So it's after the elimination last week. Who went last week? Kate. Kate went last week. <laughs> I've made a note that there's a shot of a spinning impaled baby. Did you see that shot? <laughs> yes. What's that about? They also, did you hear them doing, they all did that viral news clip of that lady. Remember when they announced they were doing another general election in the UK and they were interviewing that older lady on the news and she goes, oh, not another one. <laughs> and they all came in saying that. They were like, not another one. <laughs> I liked uh, Kate's message. It was, hope you all lose. <laughs> <laughs> funny she's very really funny. funny yeah i i love how they were all like loved kate she was great and most importantly she left with a badge yeah she left i feel like from this point onwards and this episode people are leaving with dignity yeah <laughs> so we're left with three geordies and a kent <laughs> like that which should be the name of their show i'd watch all of them do three geordies and a kent. kent it's like a two guys a girl in a pizza place yeah the kent person walking into the flat like speaking yeah. in a kent accent <laughs> all right and they're like what <laughs> <laughs> 
I've just written here, Michael Maruli, it was dead emotional. I don't know who he was referring to. <laughs> and I like that Tamara said, it's it's so quiet in here, even with me in the room. <laughs> and poor Dee Dee, she kind of knows she's she's done for. <laughs> like she, she's, she's like literally in an interview, she's like, well, you know, the thing is, I'm I'm going to go home this week. So I guess, yeah. you know, great. I'm, I've had a great time. It's like, all right, we haven't even done the challenge yet. Yeah, but fair. I mean, she's got no badges, but everyone's like, the thing is, you are Lip Sync Assassin. Yeah. Very supportive. And last week we noted that uh, Tamara, Samara from The Ring was actually being quite reserved. And yeah. the just the kind of de-dragging moment here, Tamara's kind of warming up for a fight and doing punches and i'd say she almost literally punches through my tv screen (laughs) they gave her sound effects she was doing the punch action and she got so close to like the camera that like again she went blurry and out of the light do you feel like you came away from this episode with a black eye oh completely two black eyes (laughs) punched in the face by samara thomas i also like how much they're supporting dd and they're saying yeah you know you've got no badges but your lip sync assassin and then someone says you can wipe the floor with your fanny apparently and then she goes into her splits and just sort of i don't even know what that movement would be called which just slides along the ground like a shout out to american listeners like a swiffer yeah that's actually a, a term coined by willem on race chaser is uh swiffering swiffering with your taint there you go <laughs> i'm on it they there's a lovely moment where they're all flinging their wigs off in unison yes i like that and they did like a girl band like four-way kind of stomp towards the mirror all wearing each other's wigs Aww. at the end which i really liked what a great group they, they seem like a really nice bunch of gals don't yeah. they so, who have we got this week? Just just a word of warning for any listeners. If you do hear lots of noise, my upstairs neighbours have decided today to have what I can only describe as like a furniture scraping party. Oh, fun. Combined with like a pipe clanging party. Well, you you do... I would say that we're in <laughs> right now in steerage in the Titanic. <laughs> and there are lots of like pipe things going on. I did walk through a swamp on the yeah. way to your apartment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My apartment itself is a lovely kind of chill sanctuary that I actually love. The building that it's housed in is falling apart around me. Does anybody care? It is crumbling. And did you see inexplicably just a bowl in the corridor? I did. Outside my neighbor's house, there's just a bowl in yeah. the, on the floor. So this week we have <laughs> Ashling B. Ashling B, yeah. Have you dealt with her? Yeah. CDC? Yeah, on, on Cat's Dust Countdown. She's lovely. Bet she she's is. She's really nice. She's as nice as she, as she comes across on this episode. She seems lovely. Don't enjoy her, though. <laughs> Do I want to hear her comedy? No, never. I'm glad she exists. <laughs> In the workroom, everyone's, I've just written, everyone's having a lovely time. Tamara is banging on the table saying, one more badge till we get in the final. (laughs) She's just screaming. She's screaming. (laughs) There's lots of top four chat that I didn't bother writing any kind of uh, notes for. I just said lots of top four chat. Top four, not a phrase. Final four, you can have top five, you can have final four, but top four, no. (laughs) Oh, yes, my top four smash it single. That's not a phrase. <laughs> so Rue appears wearing teal. She does. Mm-hmm. And she does essentially a Rue message that says you're going to be roasting each other. And at the end, she says, you're welcome. She uses our catchphrase. <laughs> what is what is the roast this week? Tell me, Fraser. So the maxi challenge is a gladiators drag race mashup, the dragiators comedy roast. And then they played, and then there was like a little kind of sting. And it's a mock-up of the 90s slash 2000s reboot of the tv show gladiators very strange it's very fun i i don't understand how they were allowed to do this but they weren't allowed to mention the movie greece once (laughs) also 
the the wrapping of this of this uh, maxi maxi challenge is gladiators the tv show but that's it uh-huh what's it, your point i just felt like it was a strange i felt like you either have a gladiators challenge or a roast challenge but the combination wasn't a combination it was just but yeah, but in gladiators, they're still fighting each other. I guess, but this st- wasn't even like a ring. They had the guy with the card, but it just it just didn't. There wasn't. Yeah, but they had like the intros were. I, I didn't write down their stupid names, but it's like you know, like tongue tied Tamara, and she's like right, but the that camera. that didn't even that made it worse for me because it was like why then they just came on and did a comedy roast that had nothing to do with gladiators. It I get that I get that it was just the rapping for it, but it was. It's too strong of a concept to not have. You think they they threw away the concept completely? I think they should be. They should have saved it for another season. It should be a, a the Great British Roast, and it should all be right food themed. Right, or you just do it like a, it's kind of vaguely Bake Off theme, although that is on Channel Four now. You know, but like British Roast. I know what you're saying. And yeah, you're yeah. Like serving up a blah blah blah, and it's all like a Sunday roast. Yeah, and like make the stage look like a pub, yeah. and you're serving up a roast. Done it. Great. It just feels more You're welcome cohesive, you know? Okay. Anyway. I hear you. I hear you. But tell me more about this. So they're going to be roasting each other, the judges and the eliminated queens. Uh, and <laughs> Dee Dee, because she, this is very confusing. Dee Dee, because she was saved last week, gets to choose the order. Yeah. She was the survivor of last week's lip sync. But when they announce that it's a comedy roast challenge, in her interview, Dee Dee literally <laughs> says, fuck, and they give her a sad slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But how good is it that she knows herself? Oh, completely. There's not any of that, like, delusion. And, you know, spoiler alert, I actually think she did herself pretty proud in this episode. She, I was very proud of her. I think she were, she did as best as she could have yeah, done. Yeah, completely. Absolutely. She didn't embarrass herself at all. But anyway. Okay, so Dee Dee's strategy, because she's choosing the order, is she thinks that, because uh, there are four of them, going first and going last are the hardest spots. She's not wrong. Ginger, I thought this was very interesting. Ginger thinks that if you go first, it's actually good because no one can steal your jokes. Yeah. Never thought about that before. Meanwhile, Didi's never seen Gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) And again, not a shocker because, not because of her age, but because she doesn't have any pop culture references apart from some very specific odd ones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like she'd know like an American kind of tv show from like the 80s she'd be able to reference but not that do you know what i mean something from long before her time yeah like she'll 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 know a a strange old sitcom from the 60s or (laughs) 70s in the u.s that we've heard of but we know nothing about right she's she's an unusual one and i like that about her yeah and they're already all taking the mick out of dd and tamara thinks in terms of comedy roast all you need is stage presence and ginger's like i think you also need jokes <laughs> actually all you need is stage presence Mara, as proven by your roast which yeah. is just you screaming for like three minutes yeah and um, so yeah they're kind of laughing at how dd doesn't actually understand how to do the lineup and she's doing a, spending a lot of time like noodling over the details of it and doesn't quite understand why but she ends up putting tamara first herself second ginger third and then michael maruli closing the show <laughs> Tamara asks, <laughs> Tamara says, you know, has anyone got any concerns about, you know, roasting some of the eliminated queens? And Ginger says, just how pissed off Vicky's going to get. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and boy, 
Why were they right? Yeah, boy, do Vicky's lips get pissed. Get a flapping. <laughs> Those big <laughs> lips that you and producer Bree love. But not about something that had just happened. Of course not. <laughs> well, we'll get to her. That's we'll get to her. Okay, so Alan <laughs> is doing the walk around for this because yeah, he's they, obviously a comedy queen himself. He walks in and he just shouts out, Radiators, ready! <laughs> Do you want to explain this? And they played an air horn noise. <laughs> the air horn noise made me laugh so much. Yeah, it's it's a reference to the the nineties uh, game show Gladiators. There was a Scottish referee called Oh God, I can't remember. John it's... Anderson. Yes, and that was how the each each kind of gladiator uh, things each like little competition would start. He'd say, "Gladiators, ready." What did he call the contenders? contenders. Ready. Ready. On my Ready. on my first, first whistle. whistle. <laughs> and gladiators, I, they had American gladiators in this country as but well. But they didn't, didn't they? have him. But they didn't have John Anderson. But everyone kind of knows what the TV show Gladiators is. It's basically like a fitness competition show where you'd yeah. members of the public would go up against so-called gladiators. And what's it, what's kind of funny is thinking about it now is they were very draggy. Oh yeah, completely. It was all very like Chip and Dale-y and kind of draggy adjacent, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Chip and Dale's. Yeah. Chip and Chip and Dale's the rescue rangers. No, not rescue rangers. (laughs) More like the strippers or the, not the furniture. Yeah. We all (laughs) of a certain age growing up in the nineties definitely were, who was the one that you liked? Oh, Hunter. Yeah. The one who went out with you, Ricka Johnson. Yeah. 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 My God. So hot. Yeah. I was really. He looks like, I bet his skin isn't good. Bet he used a lot of sunbeds. But you know what I mean? Like no, I feel, I feel like I've seen him. Okay, let me look. Nowadays, he runs Chelsea Fitness, a personal training and fitness consultancy in London and Marbella. Oh. <laughs> along with fellow gladiator Ace. And he's also developed an app for personal trainers called PT in One. Uh, why are you telling me this thing? Tell, show me a picture. Okay. <laughs> I want to see him and Ace together. Yeah, that sounds good. Because I remember Ace was also hot. Oh, he looks... Oh, yeah, he's hot. Oh, yeah, he looks great. Woof McGuff. He actually looks better, because I forgot look how awful his hair was back in the day. Yeah. He looks oh. better now, it's all fallen out. Although, there's now, yeah, it's, oh, there's another shot here. Oh, I don't know about that one. But yeah, in general, <laughs> next time I go to Marbella, should I, uh... oh, here he is with two bulldogs. Right, I need to stop looking at these pictures. <laughs> Who's your favorite woman gladiator? I mean, Jet. It's got to be Jet. She did that high kick. Yeah. That was really, it was very kind of... <laughs> Chun-Li Street Fighter adjacent for me. I just love a woman doing a high kick, you know? She was like a superhero. She was. Okay. Yeah, she's a therapist now. Anyway. A super, a mental superhero. <laughs> it's actually a much more relaxed version of, you know, normally they make them go on stage and read their lines for like two or th- for two of them, you oh, know, yeah. Michelle and like the guest judge or whatever. But this is actually a lot more relaxed. They're sitting in the workroom and like director's chairs, kind of really just gabbing with Alan, aren't they? <laughs> gabbing with Alan. <laughs> He says to Ginger, well, you know how are you feeling, because with you, in terms of comedy, the expectation is high. Yeah. That's all I've written for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I liked that bit that Alan did where someone asked him about, you know, have you ever, like, died on stage and, and not done well? And Alan was talking about how his, what he has to do is, if he's recording a TV special... When a joke flops, he knows they're going to put canned laughter in. So he said he stands there while the, the audience is silent, going like, <laughs> like cackling to himself. Michael says that he's just going to rip everyone to shreds, and then he says in such a such a comedic way, he's like, "I think I've, I think they all deserve it," which I love. Yeah, he says, "I'm going to be generous with how much I hate everyone." <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought this was interesting, what Alan was saying. He says that roasting is like touching a bruise. It's sore, but you kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I loved what Ginger said in prediction of Tamara's roast. She said, Tamara's roast is going to be very avant-garde. It's <laughs> like, that is literally the most perfect description of Tamara's whole performance style. It's very avant-garde. It's very, it's like <laughs> such a generous way of saying, and it's true. A mess. 100% true. Yeah. yeah. Avant-garde. <laughs> Tamara says that, well, Alan's like to, to Tamara, like, well, you'll be fine because you don't have any fear. Yeah. And then he says, and Tamara says that she's not going to give much roaster airtime to Ginger and Michael, which yeah. I liked. No, I'm not going to roast them because I don't want to give them any more airtime. And then Dee Dee tries out some of her material. My note just says, poor Dee Dee. I wrote that maybe four or five times at the beginning of this episode. It's like, oh, poor Dee Dee. Dee Dee also shows her age here in a kind of younger, more respectful way in that she's worried about being too mean. Yeah. Because we're like Michael Maruli, you know, he's from the world of Joan Rivers. Dee Dee probably has no clue who Joan Rivers is. Yeah. And it's, I also think that it's kind of a, a drag race stereotype for a young queen to be kind of bitchy and not and be unfunny because their jokes are just mean and bitchy and i think it's kind of interestingly self-aware of Dee Dee to be like you know i know how she's like i'm all i'm thinking of is just mean things and that's not going to be funny so I i kind of was impressed with her for not you know not just she kept she kept took she said all that she didn't keep all that in and then just say mean stuff about people she actually thought about it yeah she's 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 great. Do you want to try roasting me right now? Absolutely not. Why not? Because I don't want you to do it back to me. I'm not, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the mood. I know that's what you're trying to get to, and I'm trying to avoid end, ending up at that final what destination at any point. Tell I'm not. What you mean. <laughs> and then Alan signs off this whole whole section by saying, "You know, maybe you'll get a miserable scowl off Michelle Visage. Fuck her. <laughs> Loved it. So we get a bit of kind of mirror chat. And I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, Dee Dee was basically saying, do you guys think that Northerners are funnier than Southerners? Quick question for you. Mm. Is Kent Northern? No. Okay, fine. That's Next what, to London. That's what, that's what I thought. Yeah. So that's why I was, I, I didn't know if she was grouping everyone together. No, she, okay, was, she was saying, am, am I less funny than you? Oh, okay, got it, got it, got <laughs> she, it. I think she was saying, I know I'm less funny than you, but is that also just the same in general? Yeah. And uh, I think she's, I think that they've got really good points about kind of very general terms, but they're kind of all saying that growing up in the North, that kind of like gentle ribbing culture of like, you know, mocking each other is done in a, in a lot more of like a heartfelt way than perhaps southerners do it well they're saying that in the north again in very general terms a lot of the time people are more have less money yes and the weather is also just miserable right so it's just part of life because it's a bit of a hard life yeah it's true also i'm obviously not putting myself in this but in terms of glasgow there is such where i'm from there's such a strong sense of humor right because a lot of life in glasgow has been pretty fucking miserable yeah and i I think it's i think there's a there's a more there's a a more well-intentioned taking the piss culture in the north in general and i think they can get away with it much better than people from the south that's what i I think well so they've got those funny accents can't take anything they say with those funny accents that too yeah i'm just thinking about how unfunny people i grew up with were at school and stuff i was definitely the only one with a Stroke of, you know, comedic genius. Well, you're one of the real Robin <laughs> bam, Williams. Bam, 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 you're the punk. genie from Aladdin. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Patch Adams. No, Patch Adams, what? <laughs> so Dee Dee talks about how she's 
comfortable taking the piss out of herself more than she is other people. And then kind of says at, at school, she was kind of a bit of the butt of the joke. And it, but then when she found her, her queers, she was, she was all set and started being kind of funnier. Yes. She had braces and glasses. She had, she had braces. She did well in that NHS dental, you know, not everyone gets them. <laughs> True. included. So Ginger says that growing up, uh, they had zero queer influences. Okay, now we get into a bit of a woof magoof section because she played a lot of rugby, <laughs> ate a lot of mints, <laughs> and she essentially said that doing rugby was kind of like male drag yeah. for her, which I thought was interesting. It was like a performed masculinity. And then only later did he learn how to become silly and really yeah. become himself. Still wish he played rugby. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love a rugby player. You know, we oh, both love yeah, a rugby me player. Too. Yeah. Big giant ham hock legs. Mm. Hum. Hum. Does anybody care? So, main stage. Rue is in a sexy trash bag dress with fishnets. I've written like a Kim K wet plastic look. Mm. Yeah. Love it. I really like Michelle's look. She's got the grey, she had the grey bob hair and then that kind of plunging silver, like silver oh, yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. She looks great. I like that when they're all giving their gladiator names and Ashing B chooses Michelle Visage as yeah. her, her dragator name. That was good. Yeah, it was good. Strong joke. And then uh, Rue announces that they're going to be doing the roast and the main the category, uh, the main stage category is going to be poofs on parade. This is fun. That's fun. It's a really fun wordplay. Where does the roast take place? What? Is there like a, a dragator's reference? It's at the Tickety Boo Arena. Oh. Because I think from like episode one yeah. or two, Rue became obsessed with the phrase tickety-boo. And she's used it incorrectly a lot, most of the time, right? Like she hasn't, she doesn't, like I've heard her say it and she's not like, oh, is, is everything tickety-boo? I think she literally just is using it completely out of yeah. context, which I like. Because tickety-boo is basically like A-OK. Yeah. By the way, speaking of roasts, my friends from the UK made really good roast potatoes the other week. How much do you love a roast potatoes? How do you know? Oh, they told you about it. I was like, no, no, you I was in there. the UK. For me, for me. Oh no, they're here. Oh, that's so confusing. My friends from the UK who live in LA. Oh, okay. I had a, I had a barbecue with them, and they made oh, amazing roast potatoes. Oh, lovely! I really thought you'd snuck home without telling me. I was no. really, I was, I was shocked. And I had an Aunt Bessie's. Yeah, Aunt like... Bessie's from the freezer. <laughs> I love an Aunt Bessie's Yorkshire pudding. They're yeah, great. They are. Aunt Be- yeah, we got very into Aunt Bessie's yeah. growing up. <laughs> anyway, is Aunt Bessie like the UK equivalent of Aunt Jemima? <laughs> no, I think Uh-oh. I think Bessie's still in <laughs> still in rotation. Okay, first up is Tamara. What's she, she got going on? She's the flaming fanny fighter. I did write down all their names. Ugh, I didn't. I thought she looked great in her little uh, her little video. It was just her screaming and yeah. doing like high kicks. She immediately brings the big energy. Yeah. Like she is fucking going for it. She is the perfect person to go first. Yeah. She truly hypes up the crowd, doesn't she? She's mm-hmm. like a, a great hype hype woman. And she has a great joke about... <laughs> about how about all the eliminated queens and how upset they must be that Kate had beaten all of them. That's great. That was really good. She has a really good joke. I don't know who it's about, but about someone's toes look like Monster Munch. Oh, it was Naomi Carter. They were saying that she had like cliffhanger toes coming over <laughs> her shoes. Which, by the way, I thought Naomi looked amazing. She was yeah. in that furry, fluffy hat with the nipple, the heart nipple kind of pasty things on. She looked so good. And she was having a great time oh, yeah, as well. She was, was having a blast. <laughs> At one point, I've written here that Tamara threatens Rue. <laughs> <laughs> and then my favorite joke that she did is when she just said, Michelle, you're beautiful. And then like, Michelle was like, and? And she's like, oh no, I just wanted to give you a compliment. <laughs> I know, but what she should have done is, Michelle's beautiful. Yeah. She'll give you a compliment. And then being like, 
because the thing is, you never get right. a compliment. Right. Everyone always says shit behind your back. Exactly. I think you look good. Exactly. But yeah. she just... And, and she ended her set, which I truly didn't understand. She whipped off her wig and was wearing like a little... Like, it looked like her Femmedale wig underneath. And she just kind of threw her head around and started screaming things in an American accent. I totally did. I zoned out at that point. Yeah, she did. She truly, like, it was like The Exorcist. She just kind of went into, like, tongues. Avant-garde. <laughs> yeah, it was very... And everyone was frowning and laughing at the same time, <laughs> which I really liked. Okay, next up... Is- oh, that was... No, and there was a great cutaway. At what, she was just screaming, can I get an amen at one point? And they cut to Kate, and Kate kind of went... Amen. <laughs> she was like clapping, going like, "Okay, sure." But yeah, that is part of. Well, Dee Dee does it next, but is that thing of just you just got to continue, yes, just got to keep, keep it going. going. So Dee Dee's up next, and I've written, "It's fine." <laughs> Poor Dee Dee is my first note, and then yeah, she she did a good uh, walking stick joke about oh, yeah. Rue, which I don't quite remember. Guess who's back in the house? Oh yeah, that... click walking stick. <laughs> yeah, that Pretty was good. good. Um. And she did a good, there was a good joke about Kate being like an airport. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I've written Kate Butch airport jokes. Can't remember what they are. It was something about departure being right on time and, oh no, departure being delayed. That was it. Oh, and, that, okay. and I thought that was That's really good. smart. Yeah, that was really good. In general, I've written it's much better than we all expected. Yeah, I actually said that I was really proud of her. Because yeah, you're right. She just, there were any time she had a clanger, she didn't like look nervous or stop. She just kept going and... I actually felt like everyone was being generous as well because they like her. I think that that also means a lot, you know, yeah. it's like just for people to laugh along because they like you. That's like what Tamara's doing. Yeah, not everyone likes her though, do they? Well, <laughs> yeah, no cutaways of Vicky during her set. Mm. Interesting. Or of Cara. We do find out later that Cara's yeah. Cara's un- unwell. Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> really she's good UK dick- word. Poorly. She's got a dicky tummy. Dead poorly. Yeah, dicky tummy. All those dicks. <laughs> okay, so Ginger is up next. Yeah, the Geordie walloper. Immediately, she goes into like a joke about someone, someone being cultured, and it's like a yogurt culture joke. Yeah. It's good. I said that she was breathless and solid. I felt like she was kind of, she was like a machine gun of like jokes, and she was almost out of breath because she was doing so many back to back. Yeah. She said that Michael paints for the Institute for the Blind. In Australia. Yeah. Great. It <laughs> was really good. Uh, Tamara Thomas is so orange, she makes Michael look like a human being. And then even though the cards were, her cards were technically the thing that made her not win. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. That great joke she did with the cards for Kate. Did like, you see that? The extending Yeah, the, the she's jokes. like, and now for Kate. And it was just like, those cards like flop down like she had a million of them yeah. for her. That was fantastic. She was clearly speaking backstage to the, the yeah. art department. Have <laughs> yeah. you got any gaffer tape? Just need some sellotape, just yeah. Just need some gaffer might be better, okay. Um, I was, this is such like a, almost like inception to talk about what I heard on another Ru- RuPaul Drag Race podcast for us to talk about. Uh-oh. It's kind of pointless, but oh. I was listening to on Race Chaser, they're doing like uh, an older season and they were talking to someone who'd been on that that season and it was the roast episode. Mm-hmm. They were saying how they tried to, because it was back in the day where they wanted, they were trying to fuck with them more than they do now rather than, you know how like now everything feels like it's being rehearsed so that it's a success. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, it was Peppermint, she was saying that they had to submit all their cards. They weren't allowed to hold on to them. Wait and then they were all out of order. That's just fucking awful. Right. She said that she numbered hers. Oh, I was about to say, you. well, we know this from back in the right. day on TV. You not only number it, yeah. say you've got eight cards, one, one of, eight. of eight. Yeah, no, she, eight. and Peppermint said that she'd numbered hers. And when she got to the podium, they were all out of order. And she said because she'd numbered them, she was able to, whilst performing, reorder them and put them in the right order. But she said that some of the other girls 
that's why they were stumbling because their jokes were completely out of order. That's so. That's so... Like, I just don't feel like they do that anymore no. because it's they. As much as they want someone to fail in the episode, they don't want everyone to fail. Like, say you handed your cards in and you had put them out of order by accident. Right. That's on you. Yes, completely. But to to not put a numbered list of cards in order is really fucking mean. Ugh. Yeah, nasty. Oh the number of times in TV shows I've been at that printer printing into those <laughs> cue card things. <laughs> sticky pieces of paper. Always some cue card drama, isn't there? Ben, how many, how many boxes of the stickies do you want? <laughs> Just, I'll just get extra just in case. Yeah. It is very satisfying, though, to peel off the square and <laughs> stick it onto a cue card. Yeah. And to have them all in the right number. That does really appeal to my love of love order and, and calm in the world. And do you know what? Like, those that still happens, clearly. Yeah. Paper and, cue cards. And also to pick up a stack of cue cards and, like, slam them into, you know, like, tap them into order like mm. that, like, on a table is really nice feeling There's as well. There's nothing like going over to the host and being like, right, I've done the cue cards. I'm going to walk you through them. They're in order. I've done the colour you like. If you want to make changes, you write on them. I can print them out again if you want. Okay, you just write in them. Does anybody care? Uh, Ginger also does a great line about RuPaul snorting coke. Yes, very really good. good. And says to Michelle, your body is a temple. Ancient. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, and that's it. If you put 50p in the box, anyone can take a look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Marilli does one of the most stunning things I've ever seen in a roast on Drag Race. Speaking of cards, she walks onto the stage and just throws all her cards in the air. As I if was, to say, I don't fucking need these. That made me really nervous. I thought she was about to, like, it was going to be her downfall. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, uh, <laughs> Kate loves nature despite what it did to her face. Kate is so ugly. She made her vibrator go limp. That is a fucking fantastic joke that I will try and remember because I want to use it on someone. It's too good. Michael does a great triple heart bypass joke about Ginger. Yeah. And Rue goes crazy for it. And then Michael says, speaking of strokes, RuPaul. <laughs> yeah. And the other Kate, what I liked was the only big hard D she has in her life is depression. <laughs> so funny. Alan's so gay, he could sit in a crayon and tell you what colour it is. <laughs> kind of so makes good. no sense. No, it makes no sense. But, but it makes total but it, sense. it also completely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And I, at this point I said, she's doing some kind of, she does quite a bit of crowd work where she's getting like people to answer back and stuff. And I said, very Gran Canaria. I was just imagining <laughs> Grand how. Grand what? Gran Canaria. Thank you. Gran Canaria. Gran Canaria. I was just thinking about how, we, we've said this about her before, but you, she just feels like, you just feel like if you went to see her perform, you know you were in like a such a safe pair of hands to like host a show. Totally. Felt like she was really, I felt like that. that's what she was doing was hosting and like being hilarious. Love her. Really good. Just great. Should we get to the runway? Let's do it. Poofs and parades. I loved Dee Dee's outfit. Massive gold look with puffy sleeves and bow. I've written, it's like a winner's look. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was, it's a, it's a trouser. It's like a trouser jumpsuit, wasn't it? With big, yeah. big puffy like sleeves all in kind of gold metallic, but with lovely like black kind of piping or accents. I can't really describe it from what, a fashion perspective. It is a jumpsuit. I wonder how Ruth in the UK feels about that. Cause we know that she's not into them. Remember? <laughs> well, she I think she's, everyone... I think she's talking about more of the kind of, overall like jumpsuits the big baby ones <laughs> the baby ones not not like a flight suit <laughs> <laughs> so tamara is up next she's wearing wearing she's wearing a red lace gown although it's just worth noting that ashling b did make a a gala freed from desire joke about uh dd's Dee outfit fucking hell uh, oh sorry yes tamara let's get back to her what's she doing uh, I, yeah red lace gown i said she looks gorgeous i don't really see the poofy element but i don't care because she looked beautiful her hair and makeup is very Anna Nicole smith yeah really cool okay 
Then we've got... Ginger. Ginger. I've written, Ginger's wearing a poofy smarties dress. I said that she looked like a 50s uh, housewife version of Mr. Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into this I, I wasn't. I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, it it's great. It looks don't, great. It don't want it. A little too clowny for me, but... I love it. What's your favourite smartie? Um, what? What's your favourite smartie? Colour of smartie? Any of them? Uh, orange. They all taste the same. No, orange taste of orange. A hundred percent. You're crazy. Laura York, paging Laura York, please bring Smarties on your next visit. Well, and then you'll, I'll, you'll blindfold tell me what colour you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are never going to get that right, my friend. I'm going to get it. <laughs> When's, how long have we got? T minus to when? Like a week. Fucking hell. You might have to message it yourself. I'm not doing it. She's okay. already, <laughs> I'm out, I'm out of requests. All right. Sure. She's already shown me on a video call all of the stuff that she's bringing with me and made me feel guilty about how little space she has for her own clothes. Well, like bags of skips and things you got going I don't know. There. I also have told her so many times what? that right now the weather is warm in the daytime, cold in the evening. Yeah. And she keeps going, well, I just don't know what to bring. And I said, what would you wear if it was warm? And then it was cold later. <laughs> what clothes would you bring for those two things? She goes, oh, I just don't know what I'd bring. It's like, Laura, layers. <laughs> it's like, bring some layers. Imagine <laughs> you wake up and it's cold. And then the next day it's warm. It was really <laughs> cold this morning. Yeah. Uh, finally, we've got Michael. Speaking of cold. Doing Poofs on Parade. A metallic blue sleeping bag. Yeah. Look, long silver boots. Electric blue. 27 meters of fabric, eh? I loved this. Yeah, she, yeah she said it's kind of a her kind of version of a puffer jacket, but I loved that very specific shade of blue that it was, that electric, like really, oh, it looked great. I'm impressed because this could go really wrong mm. with uh, a Grand Canaria aesthetic, but she's <laughs> she's doing it. Yeah, I love that one leg that was sticking out with yeah. the silver boot. Yeah, she yeah. looked great. Right, critiques. Michelle said with Tamara, I didn't really know what I watched, but I will be buying a ticket for it. <laughs> <laughs> they said that she got the party started uh, Michelle was very much, and she's right. She's saying that the corset she wore underneath her red dress, cooler than the red dress, bum, 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 should bum, have bum. been nude. Elsewhere for Tamara, they say that she might be like missing a muff or something, or like something in the back. Yeah. She's next to something. How cool would it have been if she'd done a giant. No. Do you remember weirdly there was that picture of SJP once wearing a giant scrunchy dress? Yes. And it was just like a kind of decoy yeah <laughs> something like that maybe decoy i like that rube essentially says to tamara we don't really need to talk to you right now because you know you've made it through and we we like you. yeah it like basically it doesn't really matter what you did on the stage because we love you so well done and welcome to the the final Dee Dee's up next i think it's alan that's saying a lot of her jokes were all about wordplay and wordplay jokes yeah. don't really give bite but she didn't give up. Yeah. And they they actually, I thought, were they were really enthusiastic about her outfit. And I thought just generally the whole tone of her critique was incredibly positive. And, you know, whatever they talked about it not quite working, they complimented her talking about how she had the kind of perseverance to keep going, which is great. Yeah. She, oh, they also said that she looked like a fair Rocher. That was Ashlyn B. <laughs> she did. Uh, Jean-Jay or Jean-Jay. Uh, <laughs> They, I mean, they were saying that she was a bit too reliant on her cards. Like, whatever. Um, they do a lot of, oh, in general, it's kind of like what you were saying. It's like tennis ball jokes. As yeah. in like, it's just constantly coming at you. And another thing they're impressed with is that she didn't do, didn't do any F-bombs. There's no yeah. swearing, which can get very tiresome. I, I did. It was funny how much, how much more Geordie Ginger becomes when she's on stage. Have you noticed that? 
she's got quite a soft accent off stage, but when mm. she's kind of in drag, she's incredibly Geordie. Feels like it's like it really toughens up when she's in drag. Yeah. Wonder if she's done some like rough gigs over the years where she's really had to assert her yeah. herself and her accent. And then finally, Michael, Michael Maruli, they were saying that the ultimate shade to everyone else is just getting up there and throwing your cards away. Yeah. Michelle said her, her act was good for the soul. I was like, oh, okay, that's quite a... And I like that Ashling said that it's a sign of good comedy where you like are respectful of someone who's being mean to you. And she said, I, if you kicked me in the head, I'd say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think Ashling also said that picked up that Michael has maternal energy. Yeah. Which is, is impressive that that came through. Yeah. Just obviously she's, Ashling's only seen this episode. That's true. I loved the description of her outfit that she looked like a cold Italian glamorous tourist. So just to explain to any US listeners, there is this real thing. And I got to say, it's true. Italian tourists in London, you can always tell who they are because they're wearing black, puffy, shiny jackets. Really ruffling around like on the the tube. And like sunglasses in like a really cold winter's day. Really cool looking. Yeah. Rue says she wants it in every color. So I think we will be seeing Rue in a, um, at some point in the next couple of years, there'll be definitely like a recreation of this on Rue for sure. That's fun. Uh, and yeah, just said so it's a masterful comedy routine. And then does Ashling cry here? I don't know. I, I just, my last note is that Rue basically does this like speech at the end that is essentially saying, I really like all of you and you're all really great. <laughs> yeah. It's a strong episode. Yeah. And that's what she's saying. She's saying it's one of the best roasts they've ever had on the show. And I was like, yeah, for Didi to be the low point. Yes. Where actually I laughed at quite a few of Didi's jokes and I was very like comfortable during her like set. Whereas normally the comedy roast has some of the worst stuff ever. Okay. The innocent smoothies are back backstage <laughs> in Untucked. Yeah. So we find out Kara's sick. And uh, I've written that Vicky looks bananas, like a bedraggled 80s rock star. Yeah, I thought she kind of looked like a white Tina Turner. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. A white bedraggled Tina Turner. I, I actually, I didn't mind it. I thought it was actually a lot more fun than some of the other stuff. What, like her personality? Um, a what? <laughs> okay, can you explain what happens here, please? Well, it's just a quick light note about some of the others. I really thought, as we said, Naomi looked amazing and seemed to be having the time of her life. I liked Banksy's kind of, it was all like beige, nude kind of mm. like little pieces here and there. She looked great. I thought they all looked great, actually. I thought Kate looked wonderful. Mm-hmm. I liked Alexis St. Pete. Well, where did I pull that name from? Forgot. You'd have no idea who I'm talking about. It's just like, who the <laughs> fuck is this? Well, the reason Alexis is coming up is because... Oh, yeah. They're all just like chit-chatting, having fun. And Tamara manages to somehow work in the term most of you, which mm-hmm. is what Vicky left on her mirror message, which is, you know, I'm going to miss most, most of, of you. you. So then they're basically like, who are you talking about? Vicky says, actually, it was you, Dee Dee. She said, you left a bad taste in my mouth after episode one. And she tells Dee Dee she thinks she's very sneaky. And basically she's trying to explain that she didn't like the way that Dee Dee said that she thought that she was going to be in the bottom in week one and that Alexis was also going to be in the bottom with her. And they show a clip of that and someone's asking her, who do you think is going to be in the bottom? And she's like, oh, I think it might be Alexis. Yeah. She's just answering a question. Yeah, she's completely. And I thought, I thought to myself, I thought, I actually felt bad for Vicky here because I think she thought this was going to really be like a moment and they kind of pulled the rug out from under her. I feel like a producer definitely said like, oh, she's definitely bring, up, bring that up. Like bring that up, bring that up. It'd be really like, oh my God. Yeah, no, you really, you've got to put her in her place. You've got a point there. But like, and maybe also 
because even Ginger says this later about thinking them thinking that she was kind of bitchy and that, that Dee Dee was kind of bitchy in the beginning. I feel like maybe Vicky thought, oh, by this point, the viewers are going to hate Dee Dee. Right. But actually, everyone watches the show and everyone on the show still like really loves Dee Dee. And yeah. like, she really misread the room. <laughs> and then basically, as she's going on and on about it, there's a thousand cutaways of each girl sl- with a, string, a drink straw slurping noise, like a... <laughs> and every one of them's like, Throughout Tamara is literally reaching a high level of orgasm where Vicky's talking. She's having the time of her fucking life. <laughs> My main note here is just, huh? It was just really unnecessary. And it made no sense. Ginger stands up for Dee Dee, which <laughs> my notes say, yes, in your face, Vicky. She says, because Vicky's whole thing is she said it was very unprofessional. And then Ginger, quite rightly, in her interview says, well, I think harboring a grudge for 10 weeks is unprofessional. And then bringing it up in front of everyone. <laughs> Love that. Well, that's that. Banksy recreates her fuck off walk. And uh, at the end, Tamara says, I want to win this fucker. And I just wrote, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so the results are in. They are. Michael Maruli wins. Yep. Ginger is safe. Georges is safe, which means Tamara and Didi are lip syncing to Little Bird by Annie Lennox. A great song. Yeah, it's a fun this song. This little bird is out of my place now. Okay. So in this lip sync, Tamara, she does a lot of like spins and drops and endlessly. She does a lot of dress whooshing. She does a lot of like almost flamenco style yeah. skirt work, Yeah, which I think they add a lot of swish sounds to it. I'm going to say something. Uh-huh. Didi was better in this lip sync. Yeah, definitely. But, but who but I understand. I understand. Yeah. And I think Didi knew it. Tamara knew it. Everyone knew it that she was, Didi was never going to win this, but I think she did much better than than Tamara. She was yes. really funny. Didi is way more expressive. I, I was just waiting for Tamara to build to something yeah. or do something. I felt like Didi used every single part of the song that she could. Yeah. And I think Tamara just didn't. And I think that song is actually, even though it's a good song, it's not an easy song. You know, it's not like a big banger number. It kind of, like, they really had to, she had to really find her moments. I felt like Didi really did a good job. But mm. I get it. So Tamara wins yep. and Didi sashays away. And as Didi walks back into the workroom, she throws her puffy <laughs> sleeves yeah. off. It's great. She did some really good faces as well. When she was like, she was like writing her goodbye message. She was doing a lot of like, fa- <laughs> like faux sneering faces, which I enjoyed. And I liked that she just did a very sincere. She did her little jokey line as she left, but she kind of, she literally was just like, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> also, I've written here. How do you spell Tamara? T-O-M-A-R-A. Didn't know that until now. Yeah. Is her boy named Tom? I don't know. No. But I, all I know is my my computer has corrected it to tomato a million times. Yeah. Or, or tomato. <laughs> so next week is the final. Yeah. Who do we think out of these three then? I think it's so Michael. You think it's going to be Michael? I think Michael, Ginger. Tamara third. Tom, Ara. Yeah. I know what you mean. I do think... As much as I love Ginger, there's something very, like, I feel like Rue really, and she said it when she was talking to Michael during her critiques, it's that really, like, kind of rewarding someone who's been at it for so long and who deserves, like, you know, a bit more respect (laughs) and kind of, you know, deserves the prize. And I think Michael's kind of, like, a really good winner. And I think she's, that would really be good for her. Also, in the same way that I feel like, I like there being different winners in different territories, as in... Lawrence Cheney is kind of like the queen of Scotland, rural Scotland. I like the idea of her being the queen of Gran Canaria. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is a real gay destination. Yeah. And her being like 
the figurehead of that. That's re- yeah, it's really cool for I her like to that. be yeah the winner and just like yeah, you're so right. Yeah, I I'm I I think I'm with you there. I think I I want Michael to win. Yeah. We'll see what happens. God, I never would have thought that back at the beginning. I know. I was a little scared of Michael. And now I'm like, I couldn't, I now I'd fight anyone to the death for him. <laughs> <laughs> Same with all of them, actually. I can't believe that I was so annoyed with Dee Dee to start with. And now I would, yeah, I'd fight someone about over Dee Dee and how much I love her. Yeah. This is a nice <laughs> final three. Next yeah. three. They're, next week, they're going to be filming a music video to Spotlight. Spotlight music video. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like <laughs> living under your spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> And then it looks like they all get emotional. So is there like a friends and family visit? Yeah, it, lo- it looked like there's the bit where they do the chat with Rue and Michelle on the stage, you know, where they all cry about something, that kind of interview portion of the final. I felt like it looked like as they're sitting there talking to Rue and Michelle one-on-one, they're going to bring someone in for each of them and make them cry, I think. Mm. So I was like, twist. Mm. twist. Well, we'll see you next week for that Twist. Yeah, Finale we should um, twist. we should try and watch it together. Watch it together and yeah, we should. record it like as quick as possible. Maybe we should watch it together Friday night. Now we're just doing admin. Yeah, actually, because I'm doing the Spartan race on Saturday. Does anybody care? So I need to stay in on Friday. Great. And I said I'd look after the dog. So there you go. It all it's all gonna come together. God, we'll be in with the dogs. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.